Well, officially, good morning. It is good to be together this morning. Amen? Amen. We are continuing in our uh, sermon series uh, called Escape. And uh, in reality, right, we, we find healthy and non-healthy ways to escape whatever it is that we have going on in our lives. Uh, this morning, I'm going to speak on addiction, escaping from addiction. And uh, I just want to say this up front. Uh, if I say anything to you uh, this morning that offends you in any way, I apologize. That is not my intention. My intention uh, is to share the light and the love and uh, the, the grace that the choir just sang of, of uh, Jesus Christ. So I pray that, um, that you are blessed by this message uh, this morning. So uh, there's a couple uh, different ways that we escape. We can physically escape by leaving or going away. Uh, we can uh, mentally uh, escape, uh, even being in a room full of people. A lot of times we can do that even with our phones, right? We just kind of want to tune everybody out and we, we get on our phones to see what's uh, going on in the world. Uh, we also can escape emotionally, uh, eating, drinking, gambling, shopping, pornography. There are so many different ways uh, that, that escaping can be manifest in our life. Um, I am not someone who struggles with addiction per se, uh, but I am someone who has been affected by it, has been affected by it. And I shared uh, in the past uh, that, that my first husband of 16 years, the father, father of my three amazing uh, children, struggled with addiction and depression throughout uh, his life. And he worked so hard and was sober for, for 10 years up until our divorce and uh, had moved out of state and uh, had a very complicated relationship with our children. And uh, please know that this is a sensitive topic that affects all of us. And again, uh, my intention here is to offer hope in Christ as I share this morning. I think uh, that there's a tendency, a tendency to stereotype uh, people that have problems with addiction. Uh, but the truth is that addiction affects everyone, regardless of how successful you are, uh, how uh, your, li your life may look like you have it all together, or even how much money you have in the bank. As children and young adults uh, said no one ever, I, I think I'll grow up and become addicted. No, we don't say that when we're little, and, and adults we don't even say that, but sometimes life happens. Alcohol, drugs, gambling, again, pornography, food, all of these different things, and so many more uh, we can have a tendency to be addicted to. I uh, had read an article a, a few weeks ago about a couple in Tennessee, and I'd like to share a little bit of their story with you. Uh, Brent was 30 years old, and he was a drug dealer when he met Ashley, and they both had a meth habit, a meth I think it's methamphetamine uh, habit. And when Brett was 20 years old, his brother had died in a drunk driving accident. And the grief of his brother's death led him to such depths of depression that he began using meth. And then he began uh, selling drugs. And he said that uh, he always had thousands of dollars in his pocket, always just had thousands of dollars um, with him, feeling like uh, he was the big time and, and living uh, his best life. But eventually, uh, we know that those things come to an end. And Brent was arrested and convicted and spent some time uh, in prison for selling drugs. And he and Ashley dated off and on uh, for years until Brent was released from prison. He served two years uh, plus probation for selling meth. And when you're on probation, uh, you have to be clean and you have to be sober. And he and uh, Ashley reconnected uh, after he was released uh, from prison and he started using again as soon as he was uh, released from prison. And, and he described it as a dance, right? A dance to always pass that drug test. 
And he knew, though, that he didn't want to go back to prison. So he was, uh, at the time, willing to risk that dance. And then one time, uh, he shares that he passed the drug test by the skin of his teeth, and it was enough to scare him to death. And he told Ashley that, that he was done. He was done and that he wanted to sober up and build a good life. And he asked her if she would be willing to do it with him. And she said yes. So they married in 2017, and Brent went back to get his GED with the support of the Board of Education uh, in his community. And the mayor and the Board of Education even had a ceremony so he could walk across that stage and get his uh, diploma and to be able to turn that tassel on his graduation cap. Today, he's uh, got a great job working for a steel company, and Ashley is now a certified nursing assistant. And they both say, as of December 31st of this upcoming uh, year of 2019, uh, that they will be clean and sober for three years and living for God, living for God. You see, none of us are immune to the pain. We either try and deal with it the best way that we can, or we try to numb it. We try to numb it. And numbing it is a way to escape, but only temporarily. Numbing, a lot of times, will turn into addiction. I love this quote. It says, just because someone carries it well doesn't mean that it's not heavy. Just because someone carries it well doesn't mean that it's not heavy. So where is God in the midst of addiction that we see so much in our culture, culture today? This morning, we're going to take a look at a few scriptures. Uh, temptation was a big problem back in the ancient days, and Jesus often spoke of it. And it's still a problem today. And just as God was there uh, back then in those ancient days, God is with us today in the midst of the struggles that we all encounter. We may fall away from God, but God never falls away from us. Scripture says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We're to stay alert. Temptation is all around us. We're to keep our spiritual eyes open. Jesus knows that we are weak and vulnerable and says uh, to keep our prayer line open to him at all times. Our Heavenly Father, who can help us overcome any temptation. Uh, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, uh, it's inspired uh, from the book of Matthew, but it comes, the, the version that we read and the version that we read this morning, comes from the book of Common Prayer that is out of the Anglican Church. And, and it says, and, and when we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. We just prayed that a few minutes ago. But here are these words uh, from, from Matthew's Gospel in Matthew 6.13. It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It has a totally different meaning when we read it out of scripture. You see, God created things for good, but he always turns the good into bad for some people and uses it, uses it against us. Well, I just take, for example, our, our human bodies, right? God made, it, made us male and female. He created us uh, very specifically. Um, and, and to kind of keep this PG rated, we're, we're designed for pleasure, right? With the, with the human bodies, with the way that he designed us. But it's abused by human trafficking, pornography. Uh, it's a big business and it's become an addiction. You see, what God intended for good, evil has taken it and twisted it. So we are to be alert and to keep our spiritual eyes opened. 
I often speak of this, this vertical relationship that we have with God, but we have these horizontal forces that are always coming in around us. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I, uh, I kept thinking of this old country song uh, from, from 1980, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Some of you may know that song. And uh, I can't help but think, sometimes we're, we're looking for help in all the wrong places, seeking to find comfort in things that will never bring us comfort, nor peace, nor healing. God can't provide a safe refuge for you if you don't seek him. We may fall away from God, but he never falls away from us. We must seek God and rely on God to help us navigate the good and the bad in our lives, and he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. We've got good news, but we have to turn to God. This, again, vertical relationship. He reaches down to us, always has a hand extended to us, but we have to reach up. It's a, it's a two-way relationship. I love Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We've um, had a few deaths here uh, in, in the church that have happened very close together in the past few weeks. And um, I happened to be uh, working with one of the funeral homes. And uh, we were in the hearse and on our way to the, uh, to the cemetery and struck up a conversation. And just a, a delightful young man and exciting to see a, a, a young man that, that's interested in the business. And so we're, we're talking. I always joke that I'm breaking him in, right? So, um, but just anyway, that's a whole other thing. But. <laughs> I love to be able to celebrate someone's life. It, it uh, just brings me such great joy. And so anyway, we're having this conversation, and, and so we're, we're riding along. And uh, one of the service I was doing, I had met with the family in the evening to plan the service. And, and he was surprised, and we're having this conversation. He says to me, do you work evenings? <laughs> I was surprised to hear that you met with this family, you know, in the evening. And I'm like, yes, I work evenings, and I work weekends, and sometimes I work seven days a week. And he was just like, Really? It was just funny. Some, some people just think, this is all we get, right? I'm just here on Sunday, and I have six days off until I see you again next week. <laughs> mm -hmm. this, uh, this past April, I was in a meeting here at church on a Monday night, right? And uh, we had just celebrated Palm Sunday uh, that Sunday, and it was Holy Week. And Holy Week is absolutely one of my favorite weeks. I don't know about you, but I um, love Holy Week. And... Um, and again, Palm Sunday, we're, we're, we're in Holy Week and making our way to the, to the cross for Sunday. And uh, as I'm sitting in this meeting, my, my phone vibrates. I don't know about you, but I'm you know, just addicted to that phone. I've got it with me wherever I go. And my uh, phone vibrates, and, and I looked at it, and uh, I saw that it was uh, an extended uh, family member uh, calling at the time. And, and just to kind of take us back to April, it was an exciting time in my life. Um, I was getting ready to graduate uh, with my master's. My middle son was getting ready to graduate from UC uh, with his degree. And then my oldest son and his wife were expecting my precious grandson at the time. And so when my phone was going off, I thought, oh, this person's calling me to talk about any one of these events, right? And I thought, I'll just call her back um, later after the meeting. And then about two to three minutes uh, later, again, my phone buzzes. And this is from a different extended family member. And it said, I need you to call ASAP. And I thought, okay, something must be up. This is not just about graduation and babies that are coming. So I excused myself from the meeting and made the call. 
and I learned that my former husband of my three children was found unresponsive and had died. Uh, we are still awaiting further test results uh, with exactly what happened. Uh, but this was a very complicated relationship, um, very hard at times, but you never ever want to see a life end this way. So I quickly got a hold of my oldest son and went down to UC uh, to be able to get my other son and my other daughter. And it was just an absolutely horrible, painful time for us. But it was also Holy Week. And I kept thinking, Sunday is coming, Sunday is coming, and resurrection is coming. And Jesus, we need you in this moment. You see, just as Jesus experienced resurrection, we experience resurrection at death, but also in life. Resurrection is available to us in life. Jesus offers us res his resurrection power over the things that bind us, the chains that hold us down, the things that we turn to, the addictions that grip us or the addictions that affect us. And Jesus wants us to turn to him. If you are someone who is on the other side of addiction, I want to encourage you to stay strong and to continue to allow yourself to be firmly planted in the grip of God's grace. If you're someone who is currently struggling, I want to encourage you to seek God, to seek help. We've got some uh, folders out in the lobby. Uh, you may have noticed those with, with resources in there for information to help. But more importantly, you have a church family that is here to walk beside you. And I want to encourage you to reach out to myself, to reach out to Tim, uh, to be able to support you and to walk with you through this journey. Or if you're someone who um, is affected by addiction, you're not alone. You're not alone. To seek God, seek support. And again, we're, we're here with you. This is a no-judgment environment. Rather, a place where broken people gather, seeking healing from our Father, and friendship and acceptance as the body of Christ that comes together. Many of you uh, don't know what I shared with you, uh, with what happened with me the week of, of Holy Week, and, and there are some that knew, um, but there were a few people that said to me, gosh, we noticed you weren't here for the Good Friday drama. And uh, I had made that decision. I was on my way and I thought, gosh, I need to come up here for that. I don't want to miss it because it's always just a phenomenal drama, but I needed to be with my kids. And so I just said, you know what, I needed to be with my kids during that time. So I think that we just need to extend grace to one another because no one knows what someone else is facing. And um, I'm a real person just like you're a real person, right? Doesn't make, and just because we're Christian, we're believers in Jesus, does not make us immune uh, to the things that we face in life. But praise God, we have one another. Praise God. And praise God, we have Jesus that gets us through these tough times uh, when we want to escape ourselves. And again, I want to leave you with this quote. Just because someone carries it well doesn't mean that it's not heavy. But Jesus walks with us to help carry the load that we're all facing. Won't you pray with me? Father, we come before you, and we're just vulnerable and we're raw in this moment. That we need you. And we all have things that we want to escape from. We've all got a story. Every single one of us has a story. And God, I pray that, that we would seek you and that we would turn to you because you're the only one, the only one, can get us through this thing called life. 
And we may look like we've got it all together, but gosh, sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes it's heavy. There are seasons when it's heavier than another. But we thank you that you extend your hand to us. And I pray that each and every one of us here extends a hand back to build that relationship with you. God, we thank you for this time. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said.